The following program contains extreme expressions of repressed juvenile behavior. Enjoy. This is the Prehensile and Gretel Show, brought to you by Lightning Bugs, the diaper with a social conscience. Can you guess who that fart was? Joan London. No, it was Van Morrison. Oh, I can see that. Astral how, Weeks. How about this? <laughs> Astral Weeks. How about this one? Oh, that's Madonna. <laughs> it's gotta be Madonna. I'm sorry. That just must be her. Was it? Please tell me yes. That's Al Roker. <laughs> With that following it, that's Al Roker. <laughs> yeah. And here's what the weather's like in your part of the world. <laughs> no, see, I think that's Matt. Uh, what's his face? The other one with no hair. The early morning guy. Uh, Lauer? Matt, yeah. Matt Lauer? <clears throat> That's Matt Lauer. I almost said Matt Damon. That's the only other Matt that I know. Matt Damon was, was is game for anything, I think. He'd do it. Yeah. All right, he... how about this? That, God rest her soul, was Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Dick Van Patten. Oh, rest his soul. Rest his soul. <laughs> that one had kind of a little wet ending to it. I would say um, Celine Dion. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, you work really hard on stage and everything, and then you finally get backstage and you get to rip one. You made me snort. <laughs> I made myself incoherent. <laughs> okay, who is that? <laughs> oh. oh, man, without a doubt, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Welk, rest his soul. Oh, this is turning into the farts of the dead show. Yes. Oh, but you and know, I can hear the Lawrence Welk in that. You know. You know, if you think about the trombones or the trumpets that have the right. um the uh, and the bubble machine. What do they call it? The muffles or the yep. quarks or mm. the cones? 
Well, really, they're usually toilet plunger mutes? cones. Are yeah. they mutes? I don't know what they are. They're usually toilet. I am toilet. not a musician. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, but you are. That was a pretty musical fart. It was. It was. It made me. It, there's tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> Yeah. Are you still getting over your cold? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry, folks. We don't have cough buttons, so I have to bury my face in like my own hands when I have to clear my throat because I'm still getting over the evil thing that we had contracted. Which is I, why this episode is late. Late. I got it first. I gave it to him. And then I got it. I'm sorry. Not nowhere near as bad as you had it. No, we had to refrain from kissing for one week. It was hard. It was really hard, ma'am. <clears throat> yeah. Well, at least you didn't cough into the dog. I probably did. But he can't catch these germs, so... Did you hear my stomach again? I did. See, we need to eat the freaking Vietnamese salad. I know. That's so good. I can't wait to have it. Yummy. We made a Vietnamese noodle salad, which was, which is just awesome. Search all recipes. Vietnamese noodle salad. What kind of noodles did you put in there? Um, but we put, instead of rice noodles, we, we used mung bean noodles, and they rock. It's just so good. It's really good. That's awesome stuff. And then you make enough where you good. can save some and have it the next day, and it's all ice cold in the summer. And It's really yummy. And we leave out the sugar because, you know, I'm not a sugar person. So. Yeah. We don't put sugar in anything almost. Really? When yeah. do we put, do we put sugar in anything? Every once in a while, I'll go grab a... A spoonful of brown sugar because it's so good, but um, but really no. In cooking, I don't I don't use it really, because I think that you can put vegetables in that kind of give it that sweetness. Like just put more carrots in or more tomato paste, and then it'll taste. Ah, I'm talking with my hands and I hit his mic. Um, you can you can use oh my balls you can use a sweeter vegetable and put that in and it takes the place of the sugar and i don't i don't miss it i don't need it i don't want it I, there's sugar in too much they do you know that almost every salad dressing out there has sugar in it it's really hard to find one unless you make it for yourself Without sugar in it. And it tastes great when you make it yourself and you don't put sugar in it. And so why do they need sugar in it? And you don't even notice that there's not sugar in it. It's like, mmm, it. yummy. This is really good. It tastes really clean and fresh and yummy. We're just, they're, you know who it is. It's, it's them. They want you to eat all the sugar and they want you to become diabetic because then you rely on the, on the medical industrial complex. You they, just gave me an idea. They're controlling your world, man. They want to make you so you can you're you're controlled by that. They want to make you weak. They want to make you so that you have to have your insulin. You can't be too far from a refrigerator. They want to make you like that, and and you you have to resist. You have to say no. I'm not going to eat crap food and fast food, and I'm not going to put sugar in every damn thing. Pushers. That's what they are. They're sugar pushers. Sugar pushers. That would be and a good name for a high movie. high fructose corn syrup pushers. That's HFC pushers. That's yeah. more of your movie title right there. Hey, man. Do you want some HFC? Yeah. What would be the code word for HFC? HFC. <laughs> <laughs> you 
got the stuff, man. Yeah, I got some HFC, dude. Yeah, a whole train car full of it. Yeah. Okay, so I might be a little bit off the deep end about this, but you know no. what? I think, I really honestly think that they are trying to, to weaken us. There's all kinds of injuries around the home now. I mean, it just happens. There is. Home. Did you have injuries as a child? Oh, yeah. Home injuries? Like, like, um, I'm trying to think what. Getting hit by the corner of a box of baking soda or something? Or? No, I remember, um, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that I remember I had something was wrong with my foot and I had a bandage on it. The brand name was Band Aid. And we understand Band-Aid people that, you know, we're not trying to genericize your brand. But it was a Band-Aid. And, and, and I'm trying to get it off. And my mom's like, her belief was that the way to get a Band-Aid off was to just, you know, because it hurt, yank right? It. So you just yank it off real quick and then it'd be over with. So she goes, uh, here, let me do it. it she, her attitude mom, was always like, you know, you, you don't know pussy. anything. Yeah, yeah, you little pussy, you're a wanker. Let me, let me do it. So, you know, I trust her because she's my mom. Although at that point, I was already starting to wonder. Yeah, and you're not young. that she was my mom, but whether I could trust her. So she grabs the band aid and she rips it off and it tears off about an, a square inch of skin really Healthy deep, flesh skin. really deep in my foot and just tears it right off. And I'm, um, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> It's making me cringe. My eyelids are kind of turning inside out. Uh, I think she said she was sorry that time. Oh, how nice of her. Yeah. yeah. That's not something you hear very often, but... Well, not something you heard very no. often. But no. the rest of us did. Not from my mom. No. Your no. mom is not a sorry person. No. But um, she knows things that you'll never understand. Yeah. Because you're just a kid. You fucker. <laughs> Yeah. I, well, parents are so bizarre about that, you know. My mom I, was very, very sensitive about that kind of thing. I mean, you know, for all the, the issues I have with my mom now, and we don't always get along, when I was a kid, she was hyper-attuned and, and really empathetic and sympathetic. She was, she was really a good mom of a small kid, of, of a, an adult child yeah it's weird it's like she did the opposite when yeah when you know i can see being you know that tough love when you're a kid but then when you get it to be an adult they have to kind of go you know first of all there's no santa claus and second of all you know some of that is just bullshit i told you to keep you from you know cutting off your own hand but <laughs> so you had it in the opposite your mom kind of trusted you she was great and it was really when I good. was a small And then kid. as soon as you got to be, you know, your own autonomous moral agent or whatever, suddenly then she, she started freaking out. treated you like you were incapable yeah. of crossing the street. Well, and, and it was almost like she started treating me like a toddler when I was, you know, in college. And that, that was kind of disarming and disconcerting. Because then you start to, to question, because this is the person who's had your back all this time, then you start to question your own capabilities when someone's going, yeah, you shouldn't really think about crossing the street on your own because I don't think you can do that. Are you sure? Are you sure? 
And, and when I was a toddler, she was like, go for it. You're powerful. You're good. You're great. You know what you're doing. You're smart. And then when I got older, it was like, yeah, you should have a backup career because that's not going to work out for you. <laughs> also, I got you. I made you this nice dunce hat. Yeah. <laughs> you dill hole. Go sit over there till I tell you what to do next. Yeah. It was, it was scary. So our parents were kind of like opposites. Yeah, well... Well, your parents were never super nice to you. Your parents just kind of were well, like... Well, they would have a different opinion. They would disagree with you. Yeah, they think you're excellent. They were excellent. They were busy with a bunch of kids. Yeah. And so your problems were inconsequential. And mostly what I remember my mom yeah, doing you're, you're is... Yeah, you're two and your problems are inconsequential. Yeah, my heart bleeds for you. <laughs> Yeah. Go fix yourself. My, You're two. My mom would say things like, um, my heart cries for you, and this is the world's smallest record player, and she'd do the world's smallest violin. With her fingers. With her fingers, and say, and, and then she'd sing, my heart cries for you, dies for you, and go into this really overly melodramatic thing, and I'd and, be like, and how old were you? Mom, I'm six, and I want to tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Mom, I'm six, and I wanna. I'm 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 throwing up, and I'm having diarrhea, and and I don't want to go to school. And that's your response, Mom. Yes. Well, with stuff like that, <clears throat> I don't remember being coddled or anything. It was like she did what she had to do, you know, because you're sick. But when you had a growing up issue, or you had something that was an emotional issue, or something that was confusing to you completely clueless how to deal with it yeah you know and she so she was yeah and yeah. so everything was and and as i got older um she she was she learned how to take care of the youngest and so everything had to be on that level right so if as you grew up your problems became more sophisticated and challenging, but everything was resolved as if you were still three years old. Right. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, mom, you know, some some issue with life when you're 16 or 15 or whatever, although then I wasn't telling her much. But um, you, you can't, changing your diaper doesn't matter when you're 11. Right. You know, you've got other stuff going on. Um, well, my favorite story was that you guys all got the exact same amount to eat. So you're an 18-year-old, really tall guy, and you got the same amount to eat as a two-year-old girl. And and that just really kind of is amazing. Well, at that point, I was getting ready to leave. <clears throat> yeah, but that doesn't forever. matter. That's <laughs> That doesn't matter. That's, they need yeah. to realize that an 18-year-old boy is different from a two-year-old girl. Well, I'm not... I, okay, so, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but people... Anyone who's out there who's a parent, if you don't realize that an 18-year-old really tall boy needs to eat more than a two-year-old girl, then you need to go to counseling because that's wrong. It, it, it was frequently the way this played out was not so much that they gave the two-year-old in the beginning the same as everyone else got, but the two-year-old would complain or the five-year-old would complain because they didn't have as much as everybody else had. So then they'd take the extra pork chop or whatever and give it to the, 
three or four or five year old or I don't remember. So you'd get one pork chop, and then and then the kid would just kind of go, uh, you know, like they'd gum it up and they'd play with it and they'd make it nasty and unappealing and, and then wipe their butt with it, it and wipe their the, nose with leave it, leave it on the plate. And you're still kind of hungry. You're like, boy, I could stand another one. And all that's there is this thing that's been... Normaned up. Normaned up. And just like totally, it, it's just, it looks this gelatinous, gnawed mass of... Nasty. Edi- yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I really shouldn't complain because, you know, I know there are people that have nothing. and uh, But it was just a very interesting thing. And you'd sit there and go, okay. And I'd leave and I'd go to some other place and get a hamburger or something. Yeah. Well, and, but th- by then it was time to get the hell out of the house anyway. Yeah. Well... Yeah, you know, it's interesting. At some point, you got to realize that, you know what? You have to say to the little ones, you know, no, he's bigger than you. Yeah. And and he gets more. That's how it goes. Well, the little ones lived at home until, well, the littlest one lived at home until she was like 30 or 32 or something. And didn't the littlest one usually gum up all these things and then decide she didn't want that anyway? She wanted cereal. Right. Yeah, she. So here's another thing. We, well, we never had the really a lot of the sweet cereal. You know, it was like. I, when I mean, you say we, who do you mean? The older kids. Okay. So you know, we had the Czech cereals and Cheerios and stuff like that because the sugary stuff was too much. But yeah, by the time and, the little little kids came shredded along, shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. I went through a shredded wheat phase. By the time the little kids came along, you know, they were eating Booberry and Count Chocula and Cap'n Crunch and that all this That dates us, stuff. doesn't it? <laughs> Booberry. Yeah, it does. Quisp, Quisp Quake. and Quake. Yeah. No one remembers Quake. Everyone remembers Quisp. Poor Quake. Let me say. Well, they had the big Poor contest Quake. to see who liked, you know, who was more popular and everybody Yeah, and they were Quisp. exactly the same. Quisp. They were exactly the same. Same cereal, different shape. marketing approach. and it was Different marketing approach and different shape. But they were the exact same cereal. And they were basically the exact same thing as Cap'n Crunch. But Quisp was, you know, apparently more lovable. Yeah. Well, Quisp was, he was, he was adorable. Yeah, Quisp was okay. I mean, he was a cartoon character, though. And I think I had more of an affinity for the puppet-like three-dimensional characters. Yeah, but... They, neither of them were puppets, Quisp nor Quake, and and Quake was just so so cast aside. I always felt sorry for him. Quisp and Quake, puppets. Puppets. Puppeteering. Puppet shoots. Puppet shoots. We never talked about puppet shoots, did we? No, and all puppets have one. They do, unless it, it's a marionette. Yes, that's true. It's the space where your hand travels up to make the puppet work. It's the shoot. It's the puppet shoot. It's really the puppet's soul, if you think about it, because you are what emanate, a, emanates, animates the puppet. Yes, I said emanates. And, and, uh, and in my entire adult life, I think I've said that once. I think. I've, oh, jeez. Well, I said Magahani one time. Can we cut this all out? Because I'm, I'm spoonering. No. no. Damn you. It's stuck forever. Puppet shoot. Puppet shoot. It's a warm, inviting place. It's usually kind of velvety. It's part of the puppet's soul and digestive system, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And and you control it. Yes, it is. 
And it's also his soul, because you are the thing that is giving life unto said puppet. Through the amination process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounds a lot like potashu, which is a pastry dough, which is also a warm and inviting place. Hmm. It's, it's what makes eclairs, which I know you are an expert in, so... Yes, thank you for that uh, recognition, that global recognition as an eclair, creator extraordinaire. Aficionado. Yeah. See, I can say that. Well, well, I told you that story when I was a kid. I was interested in cooking, and I wanted to make things and learn how to make things. So I learned how to make um, chocolate eclairs. And yes. I would make them for the family and make sure that I had a couple of them before the two-year-olds got around. <laughs> Sorry. I had a two year old moment. Eclairs are good. They are. Um, I should make them for you sometime. I've never done that. But I'm now gluten free. I'm one of them. Oh, that's right. But truth be told, I've been one of them since I was born. I, I can't eat wheat, I do it. And it makes me ill. Oh, I thought you were talking about being a two-year-old since you were born. <laughs> well, that's probably also true. Because <laughs> you said, oh, I had a two-year-old moment. I'm thinking, that's not so unusual. <laughs> really? It really, it, it actually isn't. I was probably ahead of my age, you know, the entire time I was, you know, before two. And then after two, I was undoubtedly behind. Were you a dirt eater? I was not a dirt eater. Yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't have pica. I I didn't understand those who ate dirt. Um, I did, however, have my moments of eating, mostly because I liked the way it felt on my teeth. Um, dried glue, you know, like Elmer's glue, dried, <laughs> and um, Yum. and and dried paste, because it was like sticky, and your teeth got to like pull away from it. I also used to chew, but never swallow, Silly Putty. Because it felt cool. You could crunch it down and it would go crink. And you probably put it in your mouth because it said non-toxic, right? Oh, I, I can eat this. didn't care. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to make teeth imprints and make it go crink. I was not that orally fixated that I was putting everything in my mouth. I didn't put everything in my mouth. I mean, this was like years in between. It just... it. It was like a cool sensation. Like if you pulled Silly Putty, it would go snap. And I thought that would probably feel cool if you bit it. And so I did. But the the Elmer's glue, you'd let it dry and you'd like let it. Okay, I'm going to date myself again. <laughs> so you had these, you had desks that had carved pencil holders or pen holders. So you'd fill it with a thin layer of Elmer's glue and you'd let it dry and then you'd peel it up and you could make fake fingernails out of it or you could bite it. And it would go and stick to your teeth. Weren't they? Weren't you learning anything in school? Were there no <laughs> lessons taking place? There it's were just, lessons. I mean, you wouldn't sit there and wait for it to dry. You'd put it in one day. You'd come back the next day. Somebody could wipe boogers all over it. But you figured it was your desk, so no one did. But people probably did. Yeah. Um, now that I think about it. Ew. But. Um, I, I don't remember <clears throat> eating weird stuff like that. I didn't eat it. I just bit it and yeah. spit it out. I never ate that stuff. I discovered seaweed when I was 
pretty young. I, th- I, I think that's excellent. That. That's I'd, excellent. I'd eat that as a snack and carry that around at school. Yeah, and then... But I wasn't five. Where you grew up, that was, I'm sure, like yeah. par for the course. Um, let's just say Wisconsin. And were ev- <laughs> was everyone eating seaweed up in Wisconsin? No. But, there you go. But when you refer to, you know, the hinterlands and, you know, cultural nowhere, uh, cultural nowheresville, uh, no, Wisconsin equals land of bland. No. Except, well, Madison is pretty cool, okay? Madison's cool. Bill's sister lives in a place in Wisconsin that um, you, to hear the name, you wouldn't think it was very cool, but it actually is very cool. And she's got a really cool place, and and she's cool, and her husband's cool, and they've got really, really cool yeah. stuff. And you know, that's awesome. I wish I lived there, except so for the snow. When I was there, I... I thought things were normal, you know, and now looking at what's going on, um, especially politically in Wisconsin, I'm less uh, convinced that they want to continue having a reputation for being progressive and, you know, thoughtful, you know, and that's unfortunate for the people who do, but, you know. And you're talking about Wisconsin itself, not your sister. Right. Yeah. Right. The state of Wisconsin and its current political environment. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, and we can get into that another time. Yeah. Not now. Yeah, don't get me started. Was there anything else I was going to say about um, what were we... I've lost my mind. Well, we've already probably um, exhausted the half hour of someone's life. Mm-hmm. And to you, our listener... And we thank you. We thank you for, for tuning in. For giving us your time. We enjoy this time with we you. We hope to enrich and um, broaden any horizons that you might have and even if even if listening to us makes you feel smart or then, smarter then then we're <laughs> we're doing we're we're, we're, happy. we're successful yeah um if you do want to uh, contact us you can write to us at comments at prehensilandgretel.com Our- that's an email address that we do monitor so we'll be looking for that and we look forward to hearing from you very soon mm-hmm. rita As always, it's been a pleasure. Well, Phil, it's been dandy. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Prehensel and Gretel Show. And be sure to join us next time. And remember, Prehensel and Gretel is brought to you by Lightning Bugs, the diaper with a social conscience. The tail lights up.